Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. Welcome to the New Year 2021. So today we're going to talk about our top five best movies and top five worst movies. Now, our list can be very different. We made our own top five lists, but I guess we can go ahead and get started. So we're going to start off with our top five worst movies. So um, what's your fifth worst movie of 2020? My fifth worst movie is going to be a Tyler Perry classic, um, A Fall from Grace. You remember this one was on Netflix, um, and it just um, it is just like any other uh, Tyler Perry project that was made probably over a weekend, um, and everyone and their mother had to watch it immediately. So you know it made millions of dollars. Um, further encouraging him to make more movies as such. Um, and it wasn't even, I, there are probably worse films to date, um, or even from this year, but I just could not have that on my list. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Um, we did review that one, and this one that, that one almost made my list, but I didn't think it was so bad to the point where it needed to be on my list. Now, on my list, it, it might be a little surprising. Now, it's this my number five. It's not really one of the worst movies of the year, but I found it very disappointing, and it's one of the worst to me. So, uh, my number five is Tenet. <laughs> Tenet, <laughs> the top five worst. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Oh, wait, 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 no, you, you can't barge in until I make my point. So uh, well, I just went back in time and forward. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Tenet was one of the most hyped up movies for the year. You know, it was supposed to be the summer blockbuster movie. It was supposed to be, um, it was supposed to save cinemas. Um, but you know, it didn't happen. Even though it's still one of the highest grossing movies of this year, I think. Um, even though, I mean, that doesn't say anything. Uh, but Tenet, it was just so confusing. There's so many things going on. Um, I feel like the movie tried to do way too much. The, the the director, Christopher Nolan, he's a great director. He's done a lot of great works. But I think this is one where he failed at because he was trying to put in too much into the movie. Um, you know, all of this going forward and backwards, leaving all these clues, um, not having clear dialogue at times, um, uh, some poor acting. Uh, it's, I watched the movie twice and I felt like it got worse the second time around. So um, it's one of the top five worst for me. My number five. Wow. I'm going to borrow a line from, uh, from uh, DC fanboys and say, I don't think you understood this movie. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that is part of it. I, I don't understand some of the movie, and that's on the director. Wow. Okay. Okay. I will. I mean, what do you think, though? We well, reviewed this one. I mean, we reviewed it. I mean, I agree that it was some confusing parts. Um, but I, I think it's one of the best. I think um, one of the best. I do. I really enjoy this movie. Um, of other okay. things I watched in 2020, I feel like it was one of the most thought-provoking original films that ticks. I mean, I can't imagine trying to write the script um, or even this concept. Uh, very deep, very Matrix-like. Uh, I, I do think it has similar um, things to uh, Inception and this this whole going to the movies and just being confused and trying to learn a lesson and all that stuff. I think, I think it's really good. Well, I mean, it is very thought provoking. I mean, it, it makes you think very deeply about some things, but I feel like the concept of it is not as interesting as the director wants it to be. Interesting. Um, and that is, I mean, it's not, I mean, we we do have the concept of time and things moving forward and backwards, things being inverted, and we have a guy who's going forward, um, trying to stop this war that happens in the future, and it just uh, it just there's way too many steps just to get down to the bottom line before you have to rethink everything else. So it's it's just way too much. I, I think that he was very ambitious. I, I do appreciate that. It was very original, but this is a failure. It's a failure. I think it was ambitious. I think you may have enjoyed it more if we were, if, it, if we had a different kind of um, viewing experience. We saw it through the eyes of the protagonist, um, and he was learning along as the story went, and he didn't quite understand what was going on and had to go back in time, even in his own thought process to figure out what was happening. And we were on that journey with him. I think had we had had the uh, narration or viewpoint from his future self, or even uh, Robert Patterson's character, to where you understand what's happening at the beginning of the film, I think maybe for the issues you're talking about, you would have liked it more. Um, but it would, have, it would have been a different film had we had had the information first. Um, so I think it's, for me, what you dislike about it, I think it's less about the movie, uh, and the theme, I guess, or the, um, plot of it and more so how it was told, um, because it, it, it's choppy on purpose because we're learning along with the main character. Um, so it was a very intentional choice from the direction. And I guess that is definitely, um, an opinion um, of how to tell that story. Um, but it reminds me of the film with Tom Cruise, and I forget the title of it. But Mission Impossible? No, it's not one of the Mission Impossibles. He is in a war, and he is fighting... Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow. The difference in that film and this film 
is Edward Tomorrow explains what's going on very early so you can get on board with the rest of the film and what needs to happen. Whereas this film, you don't understand what needs to happen until really 20 minutes before it ends. Um, and then you literally go back through the entire movie, um, which stylistically could not just didn't sit well with you. Well, I mean, it's not like I just watched it one time. I watched it twice and I still, well, yeah. I mean, I don't, worst part. yeah, I don't think it's something that taking more time makes you like it more, but um, just that style, just not your cup of tea. No, no. I mean, I, I, I like to know what I'm getting into and where's the end point. Um, mm -hmm. Not saying that I don't like to think. I do like to think, but it just comes a point where you're just doing too much and it's I'm like, there's some parts that I'm trying to figure out, like, what's important? What yes. should I hold on to? What, yes. what, what is building on each other? So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do I like some of the... Yeah, I think it's hard because we critique movies, I think, and we're always looking for the Easter eggs and the uh, important piece of information. In that movie, it's not really clear what's important and what's not important um, until it's over. Yeah, but I, I do like some of the background music that they have. Um, it's kind of like a robotic dance, electronic type of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it was a very techno-electric um, kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. Without having yeah. an actual rave like in The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that music. And I think a lot of the soundtrack was done by Travis Scott, and he has like a, a single on there. I, I I can't remember what it's called. Oh but... yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, I mean, if you listen to the the credits, that's right. That's the song that Travis Scott is singing. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I like that part. I do like very minor parts here and there, um, but man, it's I mean, I would just say go out and watch it for yourself just to get your own opinion. But I think I think a lot of people share my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a, a yeah, it's a very complicated movie. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we've spent enough time on that. So what's your number four worst movie for 2020? Number four is going to be. The New Mutants. I almost forgot this movie existed um, <laughs> before going back through and doing my list. I feel like The New Mutants, it, it, it suffered from studio changes and timeline issues and just the X-Men franchise has just been cursed, unfortunately, with Fox. Um, and this movie was at the culmination of all of that. So everything that could have been wrong did for this movie. And it's unfortunate for the actors, for the director, but... Um, I just, just made me sad knowing all that went to making it so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I watched this movie and I felt like it was mm, really a waste of time. I was kind of over it by the time that they said that they kept pushing it back more and more and more. Like two um, years, right? Three years? Two, two, maybe three years. I'm not even sure. I mean, I remember there being a trailer coming out. Was it was it around the time Infinity War trailer came out? The first one? I think so. <laughs> <It might have> been... <laughs> yeah, it might have been back then. But 
I mean, by the time it came out, I mean, some people still cared, but I didn't. I was pretty much over that. I'm on to the next. Um, and this was made by Fox, so pretty much I don't think too many people cared. I mean, they were over this movie because, uh, what was the last one? Uh, Dark Phoenix, people were over that, so um, they should have just threw this in the trash. Um, but my number four is The Devil All the Time. I know you know this one. I It, um, <laughs> it didn't make my list uh, for reasons, but go ahead. Okay. Um, now, this one, um, I don't think it's like very bad, but it, 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 it's bad. Um, it has some very good acting in it, but <laughs> none of the movie is really important. It's all just scenes just happening and just about people who don't really matter. Um, it, was... it, all, it all ends up into nothing. <laughs> that was very much on purpose, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I enjoyed the acting, but that's pretty much it. I mean, the the, the story is just that you gotta watch it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, it didn't make my worst or best list for the year. I feel like it was um, very niche. I don't know who the movie's for, but not for everyone. Um, and the anybody. acting was pretty good, I think. Um, I liked how it connected a little bit um, to itself. I mean, these two small towns that should never connect in their stories and how they do and how they overlap. Um, I think it was a little like small town drama. Um, very, very low risk, low scale, um, not earth changing at all. Um, if this story never made it public, if it were a real thing, like no one would know or care. Um, and it's interesting in that way. I feel like some films ignore their impact and how their surrounding area would have maybe uh, behaved or how it would have changed the world. And some movies do too much of that where it's all about the global impact and all this other stuff. And this one was nothing. It was about a small town where no one's going to know you outside of this town. And these are their stories, like Law and Order. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the, the biggest, the, the worst thing about it is how it ends. How it was just kind of, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Spider-Man. Currently yeah. Spider-Man. Tom uh, Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. How it just ends, like, okay. Why did this all even happen? Like, it was just whatever. That's <laughs> so I I mean it's it's got very good acting. Um I feel like it's just a whole bunch of side stories all put together into one to make a movie. Um and that's that's pretty much it. Um but yeah. Uh what's your number three? My number three is gonna be John Henry. Um and I'm gonna say it's Ludacris's fault. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, John Henry was just a really sad movie. It was like, why is this existing? It's not true to the, the fable at all. It's Tom or, or Terry Crews is the main actor as John Henry. He's it, the lines make him seem a little behind, a little slow. Uh, he the storyline yeah, was weird. 
they had Spanish and no subtitles, I think. It was I nothing about it worked. No, nothing about that movie worked at all. Um it's it's a very, very bad movie. I mean, it shouldn't even been made. It's 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 really bad. Um I'm surprised that it's at number three for you. Um <laughs> I thought it'd be higher. But uh my number three is Antebellum. Now, I really did want to like this movie beforehand, before I saw it, but this movie is bad. This this is not a good movie. I was thinking it was going to be similar to Get Out, but it turned out to be just a movie about somebody putting uh, black people back on a plantation for their own liking, just because they fetishize that, and they they actually have real lives. This, this, it all takes place in um, present time, where people come out and go to these uh, historic places like a, a, a museum that's wide open for the public, but somehow these the people who visit don't notice this. Yeah, the trailers look nothing like the film and not in a good way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's on my list. Um, but Is it number two? Nah, it's number one. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that. No, um, not a fan of the film at all. I think uh, nothing against uh, the the lead actress or anyone really in the film. I think they all did Janelle a really Monet. good. Janelle Monae. Um, they all did a really good job, but it's just the film didn't work. The story didn't work. The premise didn't work. It it was creepy until you realized what was going on. Then it was just like, what is this? Uh, it, it was never resolved properly. It just, yeah, just it was bad. really bad. Really bad. Straight to DVD. Yeah, really. Th- that's what that's what today's problem with movies are. Is we don't have straight to DVD anymore. Now everything is put on streaming services, and they're all on the same playing field. This should have been a straight to DVD Walmart five ninety nine bin movie um but since it's on the internet it's like everything else uh it gets screen time it doesn't deserve well yes it, it should have been straight to dvd but they did put money behind it like it was gonna be a big movie yeah i i don't know if that's because of the cast or what um I'm not sure why I got the film, the the funding it did. It I don't know where it used it. Um, no I guess it was the cinematography was pretty good. I mean, it looked yeah. good. Yeah, it looked good um, at times, but maybe they spent it on the raggedy clothes that they wore. I, for, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was Gabrielle Cinebay's salary. That's where it all went. Her salary? What about Janelle Monet? She's baiting her. Is she? In the acting room? I guess she was in Hidden well, Figures, but... I I think she she was in um another movie. Uh, it was another slavery movie. It was um, Harriet. Janelle Monet. Oh, right. I don't know if I... I can't remember if I watched Harriet or not. Honestly. Yeah, I saw that one. It was good. Um... But yeah, she's been in a few movies, and 
I guess she's kind of like a in-betweener, you know, acting and singing, something like the, I don't know, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> uh, let's not do Jamie like that. Um, he's all right. <laughs> oh, man. But she's not a bad actor. But she's not Jamie Foxx. The name recognition isn't there. She's still very niche. She's not mainstream. Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm not thinking of her when I when I think of you know best actresses or anything. Really, I'm not even thinking of Jamie Foxx either. I'm but. not, but I don't. He deserves better than that comparison. I, <laughs> he's spending okay. too much time in the business. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who else to think of when it comes to singing and, and acting. I mean, but, I'm I'm gonna leave it alone. I don't know. She's she's not there yet. She needs more time. She's not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She needs more time. I'm not sure how old she is, but oh, she's um, pretty young. What about Ice Cube? Is that a better comparison? <laughs> no, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Janelle <laughs> Monae is 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 not uh, top tier all around. I will say, I think she's pretty high in the music industry, and she's breaking in to the acting industry. But she is not there yet. I'm not sure she ever will um, be it like an Ice Cube or Jimmy Fox. I mean, they have TV show syndications. They have movie credits. Uh, they're super long. She's she's not there. I mean, she's no, lagging I'm... behind some like Disney kids. Like she's not there. I mean, she's not there yet, but she has been in um, I think a good amount of stuff so far. But um, yeah, that was uh, I think yeah, my number three. So what's your number two? Number two is I feel like almost not fair for this list, but I wanted to talk about it anyway. Um, I would list bad hair. We watched that one recently, and it's, I don't what? think it's no. Listen, it's not bad. Like like, I'm thinking about the rest of these films are bad. I think bad hair is a lot like the scary movie films, um, where it's like hilarious, but it's not a good movie. You know, I don't. Yeah. Like it's it's not that it's bad, but it's not great cinema. Um, but it has some some good um, actors, actresses in it. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty fun to watch. It's an easy uh, story to follow, but it is not by any means great. I mean, I wouldn't call it great, but I didn't think it was one of the worst movies of the year. I did enjoy some parts of it. Worst in a good way. The, the music. Okay. So would you say so bad that it's good or what, what what exactly are you saying i guess yeah so bad that it's good i like that interpretation um because for many reasons it shouldn't work uh and the parts that are supposed to be serious or scary or laughable i mean to the point where i don't even know if it's supposed to be serious or not um it has some very good dialogue uh the moss haired girl and all that kind of stuff but it wasn't. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna fight you on that. I mean, that's. I think that's. Um, 
Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I did like the movie. I, I did especially like the music, you know, with um, Kelly Rowland. But hey, it, I guess it's bad to you. So my number two is The New Mutants. Now, this okay. movie is hot, hot garbage. Um, and it was on your list for number four. I'm surprised right. it wasn't higher. But that movie is terrible. It's, I went back and forth on it. Okay. Um, it's terrible. It's boring. Waste of time. Um, should never see the light of day again. Just erase it from our memories. And we'll, I just never want to talk about it again because it's, it's awful. It's really bad. <laughs> I don't see how anybody can like that movie. Wow. I don't think anyone does. I don't know who it's for. <laughs> not the X-Men fans. No. Definitely not that. Um, and I think we went over your number one. So you're right. What, what's your number one again? Uh, it was <clears throat> my number one is Antebellum. Okay, yeah. Um, and we both had that on our list. Mine that was number three for me. Um, but my number one is John Henry. Okay, your number one was John Henry. Coming. Yeah, John Henry is garbage. Um, it's it should be a race from Netflix. Um, I don't even know why they even made this movie. My boy's strong. I call him John Henry. <laughs> One of the worst villains of all time in Ludacris. Ludacris. Um, he's he's awful. Um, Terry Crews. Uh, there's a reason why he's never just the leading actor in a movie. Wow. <laughs> And then um, there's a couple of funny parts in the movie. You know, the two guys in the car talking about the human centipede and then the whole standoff at the end where we see that the boy, well, it looks like there's this boy that got shot, but he just gets dragged by his mother because he was faking. But that was pretty much it as far as entertaining goes. But the rest of it is awful. I mean, trash. It's yeah, a huge true. waste of time. Just never watch that movie. Don't even think about it. But yeah, I mean, that tops it off for our worst movies, or top five worst movies for 2020. And we'll move it into our best movies. So, what is your number five best movie for 2020? Number five? Um, I should go with this list in its order. Um, but I would say The Banker. Number five best. I mean, you have Chadwick Boseman, you have Sam. Wait a minute. Is that 2020 or 2019? Wait, you got the wrong actor. You said Chavik Bozeman. Wait, who the, wait, 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 wait. What am I thinking about? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Anthony Mackie. Hold on. Oh, the... <laughs> or maybe Did you know what, about... though? When I was talking about it, I see Chavik Bozeman in, uh, in Miss Remy's Black Bottom. Like, I see that character in this movie for some reason. <laughs> for... Wait, huh? I'm confused. So Chadwick Boseman's character in um, was it Miss Remy's Black Bottom just came out. So that's your number five. Well, no, it's something number five. But for some reason, I see his character in that movie in The Banker. Like for some reason, that visual came up when I mentioned The Banker. That's why I got his name confused. Uh, (laughs) Don't know why. I mean, they're different (laughs) completely. But for some reason, my mind messed up those trailers. Um, but no, it's the banker. Um, okay. <laughs> which is that a 2020? It feels like it was so long ago. 
Um, even as I'm well, saying it, I know it we reviewed it in 2020. We, it, okay, it was released in 2020. It must have been January or February. Um, but the banker is is based in the 1960s, um, and yes, Anthony Mackie um, and Samuel L. Jackson. Who I I don't know if you consider Samuel L. Jackson like the the second uh, supporting actor, but I will at least for the sake of this conversation. Um, Nia Long is in it. Um, Jesse Usher. It's a great film to watch. I think it's it's filmed beautifully. It's Apple TV Plus. I think it's the only one on my list. Um, from and they don't make bad things. They're doing really good with Apple TV. Um, and the banker is no exception. Um, inspired by a true story. Um, essentially investing and buying property as you would in the game Monopoly. Um, and, uh, really, and, and making money at a game that is, was definitely not theirs for that time in history. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, almost historical. It's, it's not everything in it is completely accurate, but, um, definitely a great movie to watch if you have Apple TV plus. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's not on my top five list, but, um, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. I think uh, Samuel Jackson does what he always does, does great in his role. Um, Anthony Mackie, I think he's still doing good, but could probably do even better. Um, and then, of course, you got Nia Long and some of the other people. Um, I think it's an all-around great movie. Yeah. But um, it was kind of hard to make this top five list for best movies of 2020, because this is hard. I mean, there's not many good ones. <laughs> but... Um, my number five is now this is like very low down there. Number five compared to my top four, the invisible man. Oh, so, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is with uh, Elizabeth Moss bringing back the invisible man. Um, you know, this is a thriller, you know, one of my favorite type of genres, I would say maybe the first 20 25 minutes, the movie kind of seemed like just a, a regular movie, but um, as we go along, we start to figure out what or who the Invisible Man is and what's going on. I think that's what really brings that tension to the movie. But um, as you may have heard in a previous podcast, for anybody who's listened to it, um, the Invisible Man, it, it has a lot of issues when it comes to story or some of the plot. Um, some of it doesn't really make sense all the time but i think it's it's really immersive and puts you in the movie of feeling like you're you're crazy like uh elizabeth moss character is is crazy or people thinking that she is crazy um and i think i think that's the best part of the movie just that back and forth with elizabeth moss and the invisible man not knowing where he is and where he may be sneaking up on her or just even attacking the people in her uh, within her presence um but yeah that's my number five okay i think uh yeah all those things are true and i think there are reasons it wasn't on my top five list um but i think it's it's a it's a fun movie to watch it's scary to you know what's kind of happening um it's kind of weird with this. It's in Bloom Blooming House, I believe, um, production. Some of their stuff is a little more scary than others. This one isn't as much. Um, 
the suit really isn't explained. Um, I think it's one of those like a million dollar idea that they just gloss over. Um, but I think yeah, it's a good film. I watched it a couple times, um, so definitely has some rewatchability to it, um, and uh, multiple things to like for sure, and leads you some questions. Um, was it the brother? Was it him? Who knows? Certain parts of the film, what really happened, and watching it different times, you get different answers. So, pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I mean, they may make a second one. I, I think a lot of people liked it, so I think they will. Um, but what's your number four? Number four is go. I don't know if you watched this one. Um, Troop Zero. I can't remember if we talked about this one before. Um, no, I didn't see that one. No, this is a Hulu original. Um, and actually, it may have been 2019, um, <laughs> as I talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I didn't watch it till 2020. Um, someone told me anyway. Okay. Um, but it's a Hulu original, pretty much. It's starring Raul Davis, um, um, McKenna Grace, and. Mike Epps is even in it. Um, it's about this this troop of zeros who wants to be with like the like the popular kids, and um, Viola Davis becomes their like little den mother and um, leads them to a championship. Um, they lose, but um, the story along the way is it's very beautiful about not fitting in and how to overcome that. Um, so it's really good comedy drama. Troop Zero to watch. Um, yeah, or I said Hulu, it's actually Amazon. Um, they don't have many good things, but this is one of them, um, on Amazon Prime. So definitely give it a watch if you're a Violet Davis fan or just um, want a different kind of movie, something small scale that's not earth shattering, but just a kind of feel good movie. Troop Zero is definitely it. Okay, all right, I might check that one out. Um, my number four is Black Box, and we reviewed okay. this one. This one's on Amazon Prime. Um, I'm not sure the main actor's name, but it does have Felicia Rashad in it. Uh, we have this guy who loses his memory, and he's trying to re recover his memories along with his daughter. His um, wife has passed away, and Felicia Rashad is the doctor trying to help him regain his memories, but at the same time, she's trying to uh, insert her son's uh, her son's soul or you know something like that into this man's body who has uh, been in a car wreck. And you know, it's it's kind of like a thriller mystery that's uh, I, I thought was really good, really fun. It was nice seeing Felicia Rashad playing that that um overprotective mother <laughs> again yeah her strong <laughs> suit for the fourth time what'd you say it's her strong suit yeah <laughs> um and i think the main actor what what is his name i, I gotta find it out really quick oh you know what? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> African name, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe Mama Do, Athy, something like that. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just uh, butchering his name right there. But yeah, I think he does a great job in the movie. 
um, especially trying to play like two different people because he has somebody taking over his mind. But I think it was all around a great movie. I think the cast was all done well. Um, I would say definitely go check it out. Black Box. Yeah. Um, Black Box for me also um, a very good movie for all the same reasons. Felicia Rashad is at her best. I think in this one um, it's pretty this, the idea of it all is pretty um, unique and easy to follow. Um, it's a little scary in the beginning. There's a lot, a lot of things that makes you question things, like a puzzle putting things together. Um, so definitely a fun movie to watch. Um, and also fun to watch with others for sure. Um, so now we're at number three. Yeah, number three. What's your number three? Now, number three, you're probably going to get upset with this. was a little controversial. Um, for me... Number three, um, I was torn. And I'm going to go with Bad Boys for Life. Now, now listen. Listen. The movie, I know. I know it has flaws. I know that. I know Martin Lawrence does not... It's not the same Martin Lawrence uh, that was in Bad Boys 1 and 2. But nostalgia is heavy. Um, they are still a hilarious duo. I think it works for what it is. Um, almost feels like a generation gap um, putting together something from, you know, was it early 2000s or 90s movies, maybe? Um, I think it was a mix of both. Yeah, and now coming back um, in 2020. Highly anticipated, highly sought after, hilarious film. I feel like you don't get enough um, funny Will Smith anymore. So it was nice to see that um, and fun to watch. So I, um, yeah, Bad Boys for Life um, is my number three. Okay. Um, You know what? Yeah. Um, You can have it. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine movie. I mean, it's 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 kind of like I don't know. It's this is your your run of the mill action movie. Really, it was it's, from it's, the people who made those things popular. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are why they are run of the mill action movies today. Well, don't make another one. I, I don't. <laughs> I, want a, I want another one, and I, you know what? Bring out the fat suit. We need to somehow uh, big mama into this and show Tyler Perry how it's done. Uh, <laughs> oh, but what? But out of all the sequels that he was talking about, because I, I think I might have mentioned this in our review, he he was talking about sequels to some of his movies, Will Smith, and he was talking about. You know, maybe doing a, another one. I mean, I didn't care to see a sequel to Bad Boys. Like, it, could we get like maybe iRobot or um, what's another one? Uh, uh, I want a Hancock. I want another Hancock movie. You know, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the first one, but I would, I would be on board for a second one. Just don't have that that dumb plot about you know them. That's what makes it unique. I didn't care for that, but 
Just throw that out the window. Let's start over with a new storyline. But yeah, I, I just didn't care for another bad boys for life. And um, these guys are in retirement throughout the whole movie. That that's what they're contemplating the whole time. Um, but Will Smith, he wants to hang on to his youth, and Mark Lawrence, he wants to he wants to pack it in. You know, I got a family and everything, man. I ain't trying to be out here in the street. <laughs> but minivan I, life. Yeah, but I didn't care for that. I mean, they were trying to make jokes about it and everything about um, them just being old. But yeah, we can see that in real life. I, I don't care to see that in the movie. It was so funny. Yeah, I guess at times. I I thought Martin Lawrence was hilarious. I miss Martin Lawrence. I I watched some videos and things and um read about why he kind of fell out of grace in Hollywood. But I I miss Martin Lawrence. I wish his story was different and he had more films today. So is it because nobody wanted to get him, or like he just didn't want to do it? Uh, no, it was he um, very rough around the edges. He was he's hard to work with. He's very hard, high strung. Like look up Martin Lawrence Saturday Night Live. Like he got banned. He's one of the few hosts that ever been banned from Saturday Night Live because he really went uh, for his opening monologue. Um, you know, SNL isn't kid. I wouldn't necessarily say it's kid friendly, but it's definitely not rated R. Um, he definitely made it rated R, um, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And once you get a bad rap like that, um, it's hard to find work. So he he just he didn't do the best with his celebrityhood, like uh, his co-star Will Smith did. He didn't play the game well. No, somebody. I mean, he should have taught him the game, or should have tried to learn from him. But you know. I mean, he. I guess he got a good paycheck from this this movie. Right, right. You know, he I th- he needed this, right? Um, I, <laughs> I think Big Mama's worn out at this point. Right? <laughs> the, the second Big films Mama. are much different than the first one. Um, why, why do you keep referring to that? Like, is that his only good movie? <laughs> I mean, he has big. He has the Bad Boys franchise. He has a Big Mama franchise. What else? I mean, the Martin Lawrence TV the, show. The show? The, and yeah. that's the three things. That's it. Big Mama, the TV show, and Bad Boys. <laughs> probably had more than that. Let's, um, uh, national security. Uh-huh. Uh, Wild Hog, do you want to credit that one? Um, I didn't see that, but yeah, he's in nothing to lose. Ninety seven. That came out ninety seven. Um, was it road trip? The Ryan. college road trip. Was he in that one, Raymond Uh, I don't know. Death at a funeral. That was pretty good. That was good. Well, he was. Well, he was one of the main ones in it, but there's yeah. a lot of like big names in that. There's a lot of big names in that one. Um. Rebound, remember that? <laughs> oh, okay, now you're reaching. Um, he needed this check, like I said. Um, <laughs> well, maybe he did. You know those those uh, stand up comedy 
those checks they'll they run in your eye. Right. Um but yeah, what okay, what number were we on? Um number three. Okay, number three. So my number three is actually a very recent film. Soul. Um Number three, okay. I found, yeah, I found this to be a, a very good one. Soul. Um this is a Disney film or Disney Pixar film. It's about this man who finally gets the shot to um, live out his dream of being a musician. He is currently a middle school teacher, um, you know, teaching. He, he's teaching band to a bunch of middle school kids, but um, he doesn't exactly like his job. And then he finally gets the shot with this uh, singer or band group that is, I guess, popping in the city. But then as he's getting ready for it, bam, he drops into a hole and he's dead. Now, it's not as graphic as I said, but um, yeah. he ends up on the, on the path to the, do they call it the beyond or? Right, the great beyond and the like great that. before. Yeah, the great, the great beyond. But then he, he tries to run off that track and, um, you know, get back to his body. But uh, before I go into any more spoilers, I, I just thought it was a great movie. I think it had a great, a great message about, you know, not giving up on what you really love to do and, you know, growing up. I thought it was all around just a great movie. And I think you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. It <clears throat> is also on my list. Um, I think it's, I think the, it's, 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 it's the first um Pixar film led that has an African American lead, a black male lead, um, and they lean into that a lot. I mean, the the way it's filmed is beautiful. I mean, there are mm-hmm. scenes. I mean, the whole barbershop scene, for example, you see the follicles of his hair, um, and the detail they go into with the different characters and the body types and all this stuff. They they, they put a lot um, into this film, a lot of work into it. Um, it pays off. Um, I'm not sure if I would classify it as a children's film, even though it's, of course, Disney. Um, but it's some very large concepts that they try to tackle: the meaning of life, the purpose, um, how you get your soul, um, you know, the afterlife, all this stuff. They take it on and they really simplify it in this in this way that's it makes you think. It makes you um, think about your own life and what you're doing and what you think your purpose is and are you living in the moment? Are you just existing? Um, very, very good story. Very beautifully filmed on Disney plus with no premium. I'll add no extra charge on that. Just Disney plus subscription, which is the way it should be. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was good. Oh yeah. It was really good. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It has some really deep messages and, like you were talking about with the, the detail put in there, I felt like everything looked like exactly like real life, except like, but let's say like, um, I mean, the, the faces did look realistic, but if yeah. you were looking at real life, the only difference that you can tell between real life and the movie is their faces. Right. A little exaggerated in features. Yeah. Cause the clothes look real. The hair looks real. It's almost scary how real it looks. Yeah. (laughs) Certain parts of it. I'm like, did they film this in real life and just put cartoon characters like on it? Like, 
<laughs> it is really good. Oh yeah, I mean, eventually we're just not even going to be able to tell the difference. Not at all. Um, not at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, all around just great movie, great message, um, and I think it it could creep into the top five of best Disney movies. Maybe I don't know. I think so. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll get more into it when you when it comes up for you. But what's your yes. number two? My number two is a tie. Um, <clears throat> tie? What? I know. I know. Break it. I can't. And what? I'm going to tell you what movies, and I want you to break it. So my number two is either Mulan, the new live action version, or I already know where, where to break it at. Now, wait, wait, huh? Now you break that tie then. <laughs> I thought Soul was going to be on here. No. Tenet and Mulan are tied for second place. Um, I think Mulan did a great job. The filmography was amazing. Um, or the cinematography was really good. The storyline was, it was adapted really well. I think if you look into the history of the cartoon and why it was changed so much in the live actions, because it actually did a little disrespect to the fable um, of Mulan. And this one really tried their best to repay that um, respect to the name. And they did so. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed Mulan. Um, also Disney Plus, but this one had a premium to it. So I don't think it was worth that. I wish this one was in theaters. I think it really would have benefited from a big screen um, in that experience. I think some other films have done better with um, online releases, but Mulan, I think, suffered um, not being in person. But their largest market was China, and I think they did very well as it was open in theaters um, at the time of release in that market. So very good all around. Tenet, for all the reasons we've discussed before, uh, I think the reasons you don't like Tenet are the reasons I do like Tenet, which is which are hilarious. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's a really good film. I think the whole time traveling thing. I think Robert Patterson did a great job. Um, all the actors. I mean, it was. I have no complaints with Tenet. Really. Okay. Um, but the tie. Before I break. Before I break the tie, do you understand everything about Tenet? I understand that Tenet is hard to understand, but I do get the premise. I get the whole inverted thing and going back. I will say at times it feels as though um, they use the inverted process as a plot device and and sometimes they ignore it. Like at the end, Robert Patterson's character inverts himself or, or uninverts himself to go and save the day really to help out the protagonist and didn't really explain how he did that with no one noticing. Um, so there's a few parts like that, but other than that, I think it I think it was really good. The conversations with Priya, they give me Matrix vibes talking to the uh, fortune teller. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed parts of it, but not the whole movie. Um, and the movie's just way too long just to try to keep wrapping my mind around it and i i mean i get the premise of it just like you but i just feel like some parts don't add up and maybe that's because i don't get the whole movie um mm. but 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 still 
Uh, I mean, like, like you, you just said that, what's his name? Um, Robert Pattinson's character. Right. He just inverts himself at different times when it's not explained and he's able to go back in time or go forward or whatever. Right. Like, where does that even come in? <laughs> it's right. They, 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 they cheat a little bit and they don't, and they, they, they give him some, uh, some undue grace, but I liked it. I can forgive. Okay. All right. Well, um, now this might be contradictory, but um, to break this tie, I'm going to give Tenant number one for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, Mulan is it's fine. It's it's nothing special. I think it was filmed very beautifully, but it's it's nothing special. Uh, okay, it's, that's fair. It's a, it's a middle of the road movie, um, but yeah. So my number two is Run. That's the Hulu original film with okay. uh, uh, what's her name? Really quick, uh, Sarah Paulson. Yes, Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen. They are the main actors in the movie. So we have a overprotective mother who turns out not to be the mother of her child, Kira Allen, who is in a wheelchair. She's on multiple medicines. Or medications, and she finds out that her mother is actually drugging her and trying to take total control of her life. And she's not really her mother. She stole her as a child whenever she was very young. And um, now Kiara Allen is trying to escape. And I, I thought it was a really great thriller movie that probably copied from some other things. But um, I, I mean, I haven't seen those things, but I, I thought it was great for what it was. I <clears throat> I definitely think Sarah Paulson is awesome in, in any movie. She puts her all into it and really becomes the character um, in a unique way compared to other actresses. So I think it was filmed very well in that aspect. But because, and I think you should really watch it, really, just so you can see it. Because if you like this film, you will love the Hulu miniseries, um, uh, which is... A, about the, the act. same thing. Right, the act. Um, only difference is the daughter isn't stolen. And it's a true story. Um, the mom drugs her and convinces her that she is very sickly. She needs to be in a wheelchair. She's in all these medicines. And the daughter finds out. And it's even more of a thriller because the daughter then kills the mom in retaliation and then fakes it as if she didn't know anything in this whole investigation. The act is really good. I might have to watch it again, um, just talking about it. Because um, it okay. it does everything this film does better. And it's one of those situations where the truth is stranger than fiction. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it one of these days. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, I mean, it's, it's long because the episode's like 44 minutes each. I think there's like eight or nine episodes. So it's long. Um Definitely binge worthy. Um, the mom in it, I forget her name, but she's the actress. If you remember, uh, Holes, uh, kissing Kate Barlow, that is who plays the mom in that one. And it's it's a really good story. I mean, even in this, it's a it's a very interesting story. And she's still in jail today, I believe, her and her boyfriend, um, because they killed the mother together in a plot, but um, if if you like Run, you'll you'll love the act. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out one of these days. Um, right. right, when you have a time. Um, yeah. And then without the tie, if we weren't to give a tie for those two, my number one movie could it be because it's fresh in my mind. I don't know. Um, but it is Soul because I, I, it, it has, the, I think, the same producer as uh, Inside Out, and it definitely goes in that same realm of movie making you think deeper about the human experience and life in general. Um, but for all the reasons that you liked it and we discussed, you know, the filmography, the the way it looks, the way it sounds, the music is beautiful. There's also lots of extras you can watch um, on Disney Plus about the film and how they did it and the design, the concepts, how they came up with everything. Very interesting. It reminds me of uh, whenever you get a DVD and you get to see the uh, extras um, in the DVD. Nowadays, you don't get that with movies because, you know, Who's buying DVDs? Um, but uh, on Disney DVD Plus, player. you get to see those behind-the-scenes things. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's a it's a very good movie. Um, I, I that might no. That's the second animated movie that I've seen this year, and it's definitely the best one. I'm not sure about any other animated movies, but um, it's probably going to win best of the year for animated movie. Um, I mean, I would have to look. I think Fruits, The New Age, that's a goofy movie. You got Onward. That was, it needed to be longer and more into the story. Um, I really can't remember much of the rest of animated films this year. Um, but Soul, I think, did an excellent job. Excellent job. Yeah, I think at this point it easily makes the um, best animated movie. Yeah, but yeah, Tina Fey's hilarious um, in yeah. Oh yeah, um, but I'm gonna go with my number one. So my number one by far is way ahead of the rest of these movies from the rest of my list, and that is My Rainy's Black Bottom. Okay, that, that is a banger. My Rainy's Black Bottom is a great movie, um, and I think I don't know all the history about it, but. I was about to say, I don't know why I keep thinking Annalise Keating. Um, <laughs> Viola Davis is Ma Rainey. And she is a singer who is, you know, at, at a, re- a recording session. And she's trying to, um, it's kind of hard to explain this one because it all just takes place in just one, just one place. And, you know, it, I mean, it's just actors just, you know, bouncing off of each other the whole time. But Viola Davis, I think she does wonderful in this. Wonderful. But who does even better is Chadwick Boseman in this. I mean, this this movie is like well for for him in this movie is it's it's a way that you've never seen him before. I mean he's very strong in his acting. Not that he hasn't been before, but I mean you really feel his pain in this character. Like he is he puts on an Oscar-worthy performance. I mean, mm. I, I feel like this movie is definitely going to be put up for some type of awards because, I mean, all the actors do great in the movie, but those two, Charles Bozeman and Viola Davis, absolutely knock it out of the park. Um, and I think Denzel Washington was one of the story writers or producers or something on this, um, you know, similar to like what he did in Fences. But I feel like now, I mean, I have my my thoughts about Fences, but I think this is definitely a better one. Okay. Now, I will, I will say I have not watched the movie yet. I've 
read the story and seen some videos about Ma Rainey herself, um, but I've not seen Raul Davis's film. Um, I've heard very good things. Um, and also Chad Rosen's performance. I've heard he may have been put up for a posthumous Oscar nomination. Um, for the first one in a while, I think. Um, but yeah, I've heard only great things. Um, but a side note, I will say, I'm going to watch this movie. And I also want to watch... Um, so a few years back, apparently um, Monique did her own movie about Ma Rainey. Um, and it was 2015, Ma Rainey. Um, let's see what the name of it was. It was called Bessie. Um, it was an HBO film. Uh, it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. it's probably pretty good. Um, but yet I have never heard of it before. Um, it's on HBO I, Max. It is on HBO Max. Um and you got a lot of, I mean, you got Queen Latifah in it as well. Um, so it's probably pretty good. <laughs> well, no it looks like it was a smaller it. movie. It was a smaller movie. It was, it's, it won a primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Television Movie. I guess you're right. It did. So I, I mean, this takes it a step further, I guess, um, on uh, the big screen. Or I guess small screen, unfortunately. It's Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but man, um the performance that Chadwick Boseman puts in this, I mean, you feel his pain. You it it's it's even sadder that he passed away, but man, he put on probably the best performance of his life in that movie. Um and you can um look at some of the interviews from the movie. They were talking about how his his wife was paying very close attention to him and they thought it was kind of normal but they were like oh okay now i see why they were you know going over to him constantly you know um praying over him multiple times and everything mm. they, they they thought they thought some things were normal but they thought like hey i mean it seems a little extra with some of the attention that they were giving him but um he was amazing in the movie you really feel his pain um and then Viola Davis, I mean, amazing in the movie. And she's she's very sweaty. And they do talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's and then she she packs on the weight. Um and she's she's large. Well, I'm not sure if that's all her weight, but I think she, she put on weight and it's a fat suit. Okay. Okay, I gotcha. But yeah, I mean she does a wonderful job as Ma Rainey. But I mean, it's almost like a short—well, not a short, but like like a play, like a stage play. But right. they have like, huh? Yeah, it, it sounds like one of those where it's um, it's a film that is made for awards. You know, um, obviously the story proved itself with the the Emmy it got in the past, um, and you put great actors on it, and it's going to do amazing things for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um but it all takes place in probably like three locations that's really really centered around the same place. Um just like a recording studio. It all really takes place during one day 
while they were trying to record. And um, Chad Bozeman is one of the, I think he, he's, he's an instrument player. And he starts explaining his story, how he wants to become even bigger than what he is. He's a part of the, the group that plays for Ma Rainey um, while they're recording. But, you know, he's kind of like an antagonist, too. But you just got to watch it. It's, it's so good. Most definitely. Will do. I've only heard good things. Yeah, you, you won't be disappointed. Um, but any other thoughts about our list? No, I think I think it's pretty comprehensive. Of course, there are movies and films we've watched and, and we didn't talk about that are all great as well. Um, and I'm sure there are some that we didn't watch that could have also made our list. So um, if there is anything you think we missed, let us know. Oh, yeah, definitely. In the YouTube comments, in our, um, what do you call it, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, just check us out or, you know, give us a listen. Subscribe to our YouTube and um, just let us know. Leave us a comment. Also, press the message link to um, leave us a, a message so we can feature you on the show. And thanks for listening.